You're listening to the Aligned Action Podcast, the show that helps baffled beginners and even experienced entrepreneurs set intentions, attract ideal clients, and make meaning and money using real-life examples, an interactive teaching style, and in-episode experiences. I'm your host, Chantelle, an educator-turned-web designer and aligned business mentor at Clear Quartz Creative. Together, we'll get past your playing small patterns and transform your all-over-the-place ideas into exciting possibilities so you can get the clarity you want, have the alignment you need, and embody the steps to grow your business your way. So take a deep breath, settle in with intention, and let's get into today's episode. You're listening to the February 2023 Alignment Report, and in this episode, I'll tell you all about what felt aligned for me in my business this month, what was less aligned or totally not aligned, and the actions I took to move things forward in my business. Jumping right into what was aligned, and that was writing the second issue of Facet, which is still ongoing, but I mostly started it in the month of February. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, you've probably noticed that over the last three months, everything has been dedicated to this theme of social proof. It's been all about reviews, testimonials, how to get them, what to do with them once you have them. The reason for that is that the podcast content mirrors Facet's production schedule. It matches the sales cycle of a single issue. Issues come out every three months, which means new topic comes to the magazine and to the podcast every three months as well. The next issue of Facet is focusing on another important facet of business, which is brand voice. Brand voice is important because communication, as you probably know, is everything. You have to communicate all the time. You have to communicate to sell, you have to communicate to fulfill your services and products, and you have to communicate to do things like address client issues, even celebrate client successes. All of that is communication. Your words are everywhere in your business. They're in your emails, DMs, captions, website. You know that what you say matters. I know that how you say it matters. And what I try to do in this issue is help you work those two things out together. I like to choose topics that frequently get underestimated by you. There has to be some part of me somewhere on the inside that really enjoys the struggle of convincing you on these things that by putting attention into this one tiny aspect of business, you can truly make big changes in how you feel. So you can expect some episodes in the coming three months all about brand voice. You're going to learn a whole lot more about it. I hope that those episodes are really helpful to you. And I hope that you'll subscribe to Facet if you want to learn more about brand voice. As I was writing this issue, I realized, hey, my own brand voice also really needs an update. It's been a little while since I did it. I found a version from two years ago, and then I found the original version from five years ago. And I took both of those and I reflected on them and I decided to rewrite one that feels aligned for today. So brand voice is not a one and done. It does keep growing with you as you grow your business. And so over five years, things had really shifted for me. And that's normal because as you find your place in this entrepreneur universe, it is normal for things to change as you change, as you grow. So the thing is that you actually do want to pin down what is my brand voice so that you can be consistent. It is much better to figure out what your brand voice is and write that down and then follow those guidelines to write and communicate for say the next six months and then change it, update it and follow that for the next six months. It's way better to do that than it is is to never define it for yourself. In one of those options, you're looking at having a consistent voice for six months and then another consistent voice for six months. But on the other hand, if you never define what your brand voice is, you're looking at an inconsistent voice for that whole year. I updated my own brand voice. The differences between five years ago and now are way bigger than I realized. And that's giving me all sorts of thoughts about my main brand messages, like things like how I'm helping you to explore where your thoughts and beliefs about business even came from. Things like it's time for 
me to stop saying imposter syndrome and start saying, like talking about it as doubt instead. How I help you approach entrepreneurship differently, helping you to release panic, create purpose instead. I'm realizing that there's an element of control there and I'm still working through this idea for what it's worth. It's not fully formed yet, but through my teachings, I'm realizing that I help you feel more in control of the outcomes of what you're working on in your business, as opposed to that totally out of control kind of feeling. And these are all new themes that came up for me just as a result of updating my brand voice. Proof that introspection is super powerful. Okay, there's another one. That, that's a brand message that I can use throughout my marketing. It's very aligned with my updated brand voice. See how like all of these ideas are coming to me just by virtue of working on that brand voice update. Getting away from myself here, gonna come back. So the point is the creation of this issue with Facet is going well, it is aligned. It is a different experience to be creating in the darkness of winter as opposed to the heat of summer. I am having to be okay with finishing less pages than I'd like most days just because my energy feels different during this time of year. But I am loving being immersed in a new topic. After focusing on one for a whole quarter, I, not that I'm bored, but like I'm ready to move on. I'm excited to turn Brand Voice into probably 12 or so new podcast episodes that you're gonna hear right here on the show to help you figure out your own brand voice and then how to use it to create powerful changes in your business and change how you feel about it. So you can look for some new episodes on brand voice starting next Monday. And if you're wanting to purchase the new issue, ordering is going to begin on March 10th. Any new subscribers to Facet after that date are going to start. Their first issue will be the Better Your Brand Voice issue. That'll be the first one of their subscription of four. You can also buy it as a single issue. And then if you decide afterwards that you still do want the Simple Social proof issue that is going to stay available as a single issue as well, even though it isn't our focus anymore here on the podcast. Another point of alignment, and I'm super surprised to be saying this and sharing it with you, but testing out chat GPT. I resisted this for a solid three weeks, didn't even go to the website, wouldn't look at it, scrolled past posts about it on social. And then I happened to see one post that caught my eye and I swiped through the carousel of prompts and I got a couple of ideas. Since then, I've been trying out the tool for a few things and you're probably curious about what kind of prompts I've used it for so far. So I'm gonna chat a bit about that. It is not writing the notes for these episodes that I record for you, but it has started writing the podcast show notes. So I've been inputting my podcast transcript into ChatGPT with this prompt. Generate a two paragraph show notes based on this transcript. And then I paste in the transcript and I let it do its thing. I definitely have to edit it. It does not come out fully formed, but it is a good starting point. And for me, because I tend to avoid the last few steps of publishing the podcast, this helps me to just get on with it, get it done, move on with my day. I've also been experimenting. Um, I've been using it to research potential podcasts that I might be able to be a guest on. So one prompt that I tried was generate a list of 100 female entrepreneur podcasts with less than 50,000 total listens and their URLs. I know right now at my stage in business, I have a greater chance of getting my pitch accepted on smaller shows with less reach. So the parameter that I used here was the number of total listens. I probably could have chosen other metrics. This is just the first one that came to mind, but I was trying to restrict by like size and I guess like popularity basically. My show, this show that you're listening to also has less than 50,000 total listens. So I'm just trying to like play in my own sandbox here. Now I'm going to have to actually do the work of clicking each of those links that ChatGPT generated and then going through and seeing if the shows actually do guest interviews, seeing if they, have an opening, like a topic that hasn't already been covered on their show that I can talk about. I think it's useful because 
it definitely cuts down on some of the research like work. So that's been an interesting find of using this tool. And then there's one other kind of prompt that I've been testing as well. And that is something like 25 Instagram accounts that combine hashtag planner girl with hashtag creative entrepreneurs. I'm experimenting with using AI to find me Insta accounts that I can engage with for outreach. I probably do need like a virtual assistant or something to actually do the clicking, following, commenting so that I can personally start relationship building. But the idea is that if I can find more aligned audience members who might eventually become customers, purchasers of Facet through this kind of method, that could make sense. And the reason for the hashtags, these particular ones in this example is just, I have this hunch that people who are paper planners, like paper journalers, paper planners, as opposed to like the Google Calendar, those are probably my target audience for facets. So people who like things that are handmade. And then of course, the hashtag for creative entrepreneurs, that's just in general, that's my sweet spot, the people that I tend to work with, you probably identify as a creative entrepreneur, if you are listening to this show. On that topic of chat GPT, I'm curious if you've experimented with this, we can swap prompts, definitely. I'm interested in hearing more about your experience. So message me on Instagram at clearquotescreative. Let's just have a casual DM chat about it. Love having conversations like that one-on-one with listeners. Lastly, in the aligned category, talking a little bit about my action calls. So kind of as a surprise to myself here, uh, I added subscriptions to action calls this month in my business. I'm designed as a manifesting generator to act in response. And so when two people in the same week suggested, hey, I wish you had a subscription. I wish I could just get on a call with you every two weeks. I wish I could just talk to you every Tuesday. I knew that I had to respond to it. So I asked myself, do subscriptions feel aligned? I felt in my gut that right now it's a yes. I do think that at some other points of my business journey, this would have been a no for me. Like obviously it's been a no up to this point because I didn't have subscriptions as an option. For now, it feels like repeatable recurring revenue from clients I already enjoy working with. That feels really positive and really reassuring. So this month I had five action calls. I might be a record. And I found that I really enjoyed how they boosted my energy instead of draining my energy. That's a key point of what I know alignment feels like for me. Key for you if you're listening to this is knowing what alignment feels like for you. Like what are the hints in your body for what is feeling aligned so that you can use that for feedback. This gives me good feedback that I'm on the right track with this offer and how it's serving me as well as how it's serving my one-on-one client. To celebrate adding subscriptions, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about some of the things that I've been working with with clients on action calls to help just show you what it is that they're all about. I've done things like reviewing copy for a Kickstarter campaign, creating color palettes for a brand, giving feedback on a PDF freebie. Sometimes action calls are more about like explaining a business concept that feels really big and then making it manageable. I explained how lead magnets and welcome sequences work. And then I explained how to set them up on the tech side of things. And then I also gave suggestions and recommendations for where to learn how to write a five email sequence, a welcome sequence, because that's not precisely my zone of expertise. So I refer out when it makes more sense. For another client exploring a similar topic, but who's further along in business, I made a suggestion for her to use data that she already has, like her back and forth with customers, to figure out how long her customer's buying cycle is, and to use that data 
to help her decide how many days her emails should be apart. Should they go out once a week for five weeks, like five emails, one a week, or should they be spread out differently based on the distance between her clients reaching out and her clients making a decision? Another client, one who built their website with me, that isn't always the case because action calls are open to anyone, but this particular person did build their website with me. We went into her site and we added a shop. And so that entails all sorts of tasks, like things like editing product photos, writing descriptions. Really important is tweaking the Squarespace settings so that all the colors and fonts are on brand and they don't match the template, they match the brand. And then for that one, I also troubleshooted some buttons that weren't showing up and I answered some questions about MailChimp. So even on one action call, we do cover like a whole range of things because everything in entrepreneurship is connected. So important to, um, important to look at all of that. As you're hearing, these calls are a combination. They're like a little bit advice giving and they're a little bit action taking. When we can do something right on the call, we do that. I usually have like 20 tabs open and we are attempting to get as much done as possible. And then for action items that are going to take longer than an hour, I like to get clients started to show them the first couple steps or to do the first couple of steps for them in most cases. And then I always write a detailed homework list so that you know exactly how to finish the task yourself. So there's three ways to work with me on an action call as a one-off call in a bundle, or as a subscription. I'll tell you a bit about which one is perfect for you depending on where you're at. So the one-off call is good if you want to try me out, if you want to see if I'm really as fast as I'm saying here. Also good for someone who works well on their own and just needs help getting unstuck on one part of the process or if they need help answering one big question like, is my copy good enough for this or which software should I use? The bundle of action calls is good for someone who's undertaking a bigger project, something like adding a shop, launching an offer, making ongoing content, starting on a new platform for marketing. And the bundle in this case works better because you can space them out however you want and then you have enough time to make really big progress. The Description. The new thing that I've added is two calls a month and it's good for someone who routinely has confidence issues, tech issues, motivation issues, energy issues, any of those or all of those and wants to meet with me twice a month. It's really interesting to me that one of the clients who suggested the subscription, they're actually a projector in human design and I'm an MG. This client said that she needed the boost of being in my sacral energy to keep going on what she knew she needed to do to pivot in her business. So we've been working together on our every two weekend action call on things like redoing her website copy, reviewing her new Etsy description. And I also help her to write blog posts, do some SEO stuff and have an Instagram strategy for the first time instead of posting at random. And she's finding that the every two week calls are really motivating because she knows exactly what she needs to do in between. And then she can sort of ride the energy of what we started in between the calls. So it's been a fun experiment for me. Allowing action calls as a service to grow with me feels really aligned right now and I'm excited to see kind of where that takes me. Shifting now into not aligned, which is category is pretty small. February was a pretty good month for me business-wise. I did have big energy swings this month in terms of productivity. So there's days when I wrote and I designed 10 pages of facet and then other days when all I tackled was my inbox and some reading. <laughs> the work that I have to do is in releasing my expectations that every day is going to be a 10 page day. I need to recognize that I need those rest days in between as much as I need the big push days. I bet I've talked about this on here before, so I'm a work in progress. One other thing I know is not aligned for me, it's kind of harder to talk about, but the daily deadline of school bus drop-off time on the weeks that we have the kids. 
So for someone like me, I get a later start in the mornings. I super resent my workday being cut short at 3.20 p.m. when the school bus comes around. I hate that I can't keep working, even if I'm in a really great flow, even though I'm really excited to see my stepkids and I love spending time with them, getting snacks, hearing about their days. It's tough because it doesn't really have a solution. Even if I set myself apart from the coming home from school ritual, like I'm interrupting my productivity flow because I have to move to another space in the house. And then wherever I am, I am still vulnerable to the energy shifts that are very real when three preteens come home from school. And then if I'm not home at all when drop-off time happens, I'm costing myself in connection with the kids, which is counter to what I really want and value because my relationship with them is more important to me than my work. Two of my priorities are kind of butting up against each other. And there's just this vague sense of non-alignment that is essentially due to it being a non-fixable problem as of right now. So that's one thing that I'm grappling with. And another thing, I've been working on this, but I haven't followed through on it, and that's marketing via micro-influencers and influencers. So I've had that recommended to me as a strategy for selling subscriptions to Facet. And so this month I got started. I got as far as making a list of 10 people with audiences similar to mine, who I could send a free copy of Facet to and have them promote it with either a giveaway or promo code or, well, definitely a promo code. But So the strategy isn't 100%, I guess, for me yet, because I've been really slow at implementing it. I had been putting off writing a draft pitch, but I did that. And so now that I have both pieces of the puzzle that I need, like the list of people to pitch to and the words for what I'm pitching, I am finding all sorts of reasons not to follow through. This feels more like made up mental resistance than actual non-alignment, but it's just something that I haven't fully committed to this month yet. So I wanted to bring that up in this category. I do know, like on the inside, I know that if someone on that list says no, or even if everyone on that list says no, all it means is that I have to ask more people until I get 10 people that say yes. And I know that it doesn't actually say anything about me or my product if they do say no, but it's hard to put yourself out there, right? In this way and a lot of other ways, like I still have a lot of empathy for my clients and my students because I still have these mindset things come up too, just like you. I am just like you. <laughs> Even if your inner voice like put up a protest and said like, but she has a podcast or her business is bigger than mine or whatever, I am just like you. Some mindset things that I need to be working on are the same and I have the same confidence building over time happening over here. And I happen to think that that makes my teaching and my coaching and my educating more powerful rather than less because I am still really close to the same things that I can viscerally understand what you're going through and that I'm only going to give you what's truly doable. Speaking of doable, uh, the most meaningful actions this month, things that were doable for me, I put out market research questions for this issue of Facet. As someone who needs to respond, I can't just start working on a new issue from a blank page out of nowhere, I need my own data to start working on something. It's very important to me that Facet is client and student driven. Your actual concerns make it into each issue. Otherwise, to me, like, what is the point of making it? It's not about me sharing my knowledge. It's about me sharing what it is that you actually need. So real entrepreneur struggles become articles in Facet. Actual questions become FAQs that are included. I use comments from that little question box in Instagram stories to decide what sections I'm going to include and where I'm going to focus most of the teaching. So I use all of that to develop the curriculum that actually turns into each print copy. That said, if you missed the market research phase on my stories, make sure you're following me on Instagram for the next one. That's at Clear Quartz Creative. If you still like right now have specific thoughts, comments, questions, anything about brand voice, anything about becoming a better 
a writer, speaker, communicator in your business, I'm all ears. As of this recording on March 1st, I still have some leeway before ordering the print run. And so your thoughts can still influence what I put inside this issue. Please feel free, email me, hello at clearcourtscreative.co, message me on probably Instagram, and let's get what you're curious about into this copy. Another meaningful action is I bought a ticket to Alt Summit. I bought a plane ticket. I bought a conference ticket. I'm working on the hotel room stuff. Although this brought up lots of money mindset stuff for me, and it truly reminded me of the last time that I chose a huge travel-related expense for my business, and I wound up getting COVID and ruining most of my trip last April, I did book a ticket to Alt Summit. It just was important for me to show the universe that I am committed to having conversations, making connections with entrepreneurs. I'm very excited to be poolside in 12 days meeting creative people like you. Lastly, journaling from the perspective of future me. This is what I call my day in the life journaling. It's been an even more important practice for me this month. Almost every day I've written about a page or so, about a page a day in my journal about a specific date in the future. And that ranges, future to me ranges from next week to 2041 right now. That's how I've got my date generator set up. This is the lesson that I've learned. The more I focus on future me, the more that present me does to create that future. That means things like sending things out on time, saying the hard things in an email, following through on buying a ticket, working on my goals, meditating, communicating well with the people that I love. It even extends to me making better choices on what I'm prioritizing. Like I could probably keep talking and make this episode 45 minutes long, but my focus this week is on designing page layouts and writing for Facet. I'm deliberately keeping this episode shorter in service of that. And somewhere future me is really glad that I had this discipline today. <laughs> As you reflect on February, yep, it's that time, it's your turn. Think about it from the lens of future you. What are you really glad that felt aligned? What are you happy about passing on that wouldn't have been in alignment anyways? And what meaningful actions helped you to create the future that you actually want? Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful and present March. Thank you for listening to the Aligned Action Podcast. I hope this episode has helped you take the first step to turn your ideas and insights into income. For one-on-one guidance and done-for-you solutions, visit clearquartzcreative.co to see how we can work together. If you loved this episode, please take a moment to rate and review the show. Each review helps me to help more entrepreneurs like you dig deeper and get crystal clear. Until next week, remember, you're a gem. Every intention you set and every action you take is an expression of being the brilliant business owner you already are.